Welcome to If Blackbirds Were Ducks. One of the most hunted with people that I have now. Um, we work together. Uh, kind of my right hand man when it comes to the mountain hunting for sure. Because Garrett likes to spend most of his available time. He has two young kids <laughs> with uh, doing the mountain stuff as opposed to maybe a lot of the bird stuff. Yeah. I yeah. was I always made funny of last year because you went on one duck hunt and it was the best duck hunt I've had in like five years. Dude, it was the stars really aligned on that hunt. That was amazing. To even just check that hunt off, I was like, man, if we get on a hunt like this, just this one hunt, it'll be legendary. And you just were like, dude, come out for this one. And it was just a banger. <laughs> like birds falling from the sky, black it was it was awesome. So, it was good. Yeah, I definitely have a love for all the upland stuff. I, I have a love for hunting in general, from everything from avian to, to unglet. So uh, it all interests me, but as you're right, I'm, I moved out west and got sucked into the whole big game scene. And man, love it all, but that really took my heart there. So yeah, that's the, that's the show right out Ab here. Oh, absolutely. The number one, the cream of the crop. Uh, bears, elk, mule deer. That's, Did you name it. Yeah. That's where it's at. It's it's kind of like the showcase of the West. You bet. So that's been uh, one of just kind of the the things that, just real quick, because your mic, it tucked in. Did the, it? It's probably muting me out. Yeah, sorry. Let's see oh, if I can... Just clip on the outside. It's fine. Like that. Boom. There, there we go. Sorry. Now you're good. Anyway, so yeah, that's one of the big things. Like, like yeah, obviously mountain hunting, Idaho. It's why we moved here. We both moved here from South Dakota, Boakworth work together wildlife background um but kind of like one of the things i wanted to talk about today bringing you on was the fitness aspect because you're a fit dude ever since i've known you, you've been a fit dude you really preach on that conversion and it has helped me a ton keep me you know working out a little bit yeah um as as much even though I made that meme today and stuff about the the no yeah it's but yeah got to you that's for the, real uh, it's crazy to me how motivated you are to just constantly grind yeah I mean this this industry this this hunting for sport and dedication to hunting really comes down to honestly treating yourself like an athlete and when you step into this realm of like I'm gonna go be a big game hunter out west you need to be thinking about how you can make yourself a better athlete. And so it started way back when with me, I would say my maturity happened in the military as far as becoming an athlete and treating myself like an athlete in almost everything I do. Um, that's where I started to mature in my time in the military. I really started to look at things and go, hey, if I'm working this hard right now, training, this is gonna be less, maybe bloodshed and battle. This'll be uh, less screw ups, less failures, less adversity. And so that's kind of how it's transferred. Um, I think all big game hunters should start changing the way they think to, I'm an athlete, like this is what I need to do. And if I prepare for this, it's gonna make things easier. It's gonna couple that physical toughness with the mental toughness part that we all talk about. Everybody's talking about, you gotta have mental toughness. Well, they are kind of married up and you can be really super rock solid in the mind, but your body will eventually erode your mental capacity away in certain times. And so I feel like when you're working on one, they're kind of like correlated. If you're working on your fitness, you're working on your mental toughness. And so 
it's they're they're hand in hand you've got to work them both they're worked both through throughout different fitness you know uh programs and regimens and honestly I'll, I'll preface all this i am not a i'm not an industry professional in sports nutrition i don't have a degree in exercise physiology i just have empirical um it's all it's all empirical for me it's stuff that i've just tested myself throughout time and we're looking at now almost 20 years of just redefining my fitness capabilities and my goals and trying to get it to translate to the mountain. I no longer do these competitions. I no longer am a rescue swimmer for the United States Navy. Now I'm thinking about how can I make this practical um, in everything I do in my garage and elsewhere to transfer to the mountain. And I think that's, that's where you're at. You're like, how can I make this even better for me when I'm carrying a pack or I'm carrying a 65 pound out quarter mm -hmm. or something? How do I make this easy or easier? So. Right. Yeah, I think that for me, I was always stubborn and I have like just in my head uh, the mental side, which is I want to go kill the thing. I'm going to go kill it. I'm going to out hike people. It's all mental for me. Yep. And, and you're always, mentally tough. I've I'll always you, capitalized on the mental yep. side, but went dude, every bit of like weight I've lost every bit of leg workout i do cardio big time For sure. as the season progresses dude it's crazy how you change too um yeah everything just helps you and helps you mentally like you said because eventually your physical can break down to where your mental gives up yep yeah or you're ending up injured and that's like where you don't want to be right oh, where, yeah where your mind like pushes you too far you're so tough mentally that now your your soft tissues your tendons your ligaments your muscles that's where you're failing. And that's right. where you don't want to be. You want to be able to edge that mental toughness to where you've prepared all those soft tissues. And that's a big part of this is working all that soft tissue. People forget that like, you can go to the mountain and hike four to five days a week. That's perfect. That's going to be what you're doing up there. But are you putting yourself through the rigmarole of what you might be doing with a heavy mm -hmm. pack on your back? Are your hips, is your core uh, getting taxed? Is your lower back getting taxed? You know, trunk health, Midline stability. These are things that people just, you know, if you, if you are a mountain hunter, you should be focusing on that midline and trunk stability. It's a huge component of carrying a pack on your back. It's like the connection between the upper body and the lower body. And it's cool to work out beach muscles. It's cool to look good, but it all falls into place if you've got a well-balanced program. And so, like you're saying, working on things that translate to the mountain will develop your body. You want to look good on the beach? you start doing interval workouts where you're picking your weaknesses and you start to see that it's, it all falls together. You become a well-rounded athlete per se. And so I think one of the biggest things is like defining your weaknesses. We have to do that as hunters. We have weaknesses. Not everybody can walk up and just not slap a trigger or not slap a, a, a release. Like you, you're working on those weaknesses in shooting you should be working on those weaknesses with your body as well. And so I feel like once you start working and, and figuring out where your holes are in your game, your maturity really comes about. And then this stuff becomes, where is it? Let's go to it. Let's just do this. Yeah. We have two guys that are, three guys that are ready to go. We're going to make this happen. doesn't matter how far. There's just the limitations are just endless. So yeah, defining your weaknesses in your game. It takes a big macro pitcher step back and look like where are you sucking are you sucking you know spiking out and carrying camp on your back well these are things that can be refined really quickly right in your garage with the right materials mm -hmm. and so 
if weight loss is your thing, you're going to get the results if you're doing the right things. And it's also going to translate to that mountain. So yeah, defining the weaknesses, figuring out the holes in your game. It's been a huge thing. And it's something I just continuously try to figure out. Like I hate burpees. No, I don't. Yeah. I do them in every workout just about. That's a good idea. It's just, it's just what I do. I it's, hate them too. It's a core builder. It's a chest builder. It's a tricep. It builds the arms. It builds the legs. It's doing everything. And if you're doing them right and you're putting out with them and you're watching where you're at, you can watch these numbers go up and it's a full body deal. Like if you're not doing step ups, burpees, things that suck. Yeah. Then what do you do? You need to push yourself. You gotta you can't push yourself. Just Jogging and it's, on the treadmill. It's really well, jogging, well, jogging on the treadmill sucks. <laughs> it's super tremendous. I, I would say any aerobic capacity work you can do, any type of metabolic conditioning. When I talk about aerobic capacity, I'm talking about your efficiency of using oxygen. If you start to tune that, you're tuning your motor, which essentially translates big time to the mountain. You'll be, next thing you know, you know, it's, you're, you become super efficient at using your air what's available to you. And then when you start working these workouts, these interval workouts, like nowadays, I'm considered a master's athlete. I'm almost 40. Like my goal is not to clean and jerk 350 pounds anymore. My goal is to- Otherwise you might end up not hunting. <laughs> for exactly, might be out. All that stuff's put away now. It's more of like a maintenance thing for me, keeping dense, strong tissues. I still go heavy, but it's within a range that that I feel, you know, like I'll hit heavy singles for the day and I'll hit them repeatedly. And that's where getting your program diversified, working on your aerobic capacity, and then also working those heavy weights, that's what's gonna train you for all these pathways that you need to use on the mountain. Mm -hmm. So without getting all nerdy and into the weeds here, like there's different pathways you're gonna use for, you know, different types of workouts that you're doing in your garage and how that transfers to your breathing and how your body can use that energy. So really you're trying to become really good at using ATP. Yeah. So when you start learning how to use that efficiently and if you're running, you're, you're meeting half that already. Like running is huge. Yeah. It transfers very well, you know, ellipticals, uh, any type of erg aerobic, you know, air, uh, aerodynes or, or rowers, those are like must-haves, in my opinion, but... But yeah, not everybody has them. Not everybody has them, and that's the thing. Like, you can totally do this stuff with shuttle sprints, with runs. You're just trying to... What I try to do nowadays is I target my workouts to hit... I want to be in that peak range. For me, if I'm on a run, I'm going to try to shoot for somewhere in this hard range of... I've got a heart rate monitor on, and I'm looking for 150 to 165 beats per minute on a run. Like that's me. That's where I want to be. Mm -hmm. I'll take it up. It'll go up to 180 sometimes on, you know, when I'm finishing up or something, but really on those interval workouts where I'm working, you know, intervals of step ups and dumbbell work and, and burpees, I'm really trying to stay in that peak window of like 160 to 186 beats per minute. Like okay. where you're really, you're trying to do this over and over and over. And the reason why, say you do a minute of that work and you've got 30 seconds to rest. That's like, you know, one minute of work to half rest ratio. Sure. It's the same damn thing you're doing in the mountains. You're hiking up oh, yeah. with your gear, you're taking a break to catch a breath, and then you're going right back up and you're doing the same exact thing. And you're working your body to where you hit that lactic threshold and you're like, damn, my legs are burning. I'm gonna take a second, grab some air. ATP starts to regenerate and then you're going again. Yep. This stuff you're doing in the garage is what tunes all that. It like completely 
fixes that path, that oxidative pathway to where you're able to like use that energy efficiently. So it's a, it's a big deal. You, you change the way you train and you start to see the benefits and everybody has their own ways. You can totally do this. You don't have to be some like hardcore, you know, wake up at 4am and get out and do two hours of exercise and then hit an evening session. It doesn't take all that. It just takes dedication during the time frame, the domain that you have. So yeah. I keep myself in an hour. That's what I do. Yeah. So, I mean, like in high school, obviously worked out for football all yeah. the time, yep. every day. Yeah. So you're, I mean, but you know, college worked out a little Yep. and then got to adulthood and did like nothing. Yep. And the first time I started was motivated enough to do anything was a week long, was prepping for a week long elk hunt in Colorado. Now take, I, cause I would say a good majority of, of people from the Midwest, from the East, they're gonna also maybe not have been working out that much. Sure. And then start doing it in oh, preparation yeah. for their first elk hunt, the first mule deer hunt, first bear hunt. Absolutely. What would you suggest to them, those HIIT workouts? Absolutely, 100%. I would, I would advise to run, if you can run two to three times a week, and I'm not saying you gotta go do 10 miles. You don't, you don't. You can work from one to three miles, three times a week, and the rest of the time, fill those gaps with interval training. And try to keep that interval training to you know 30 minutes to 45 minutes. You don't have to kill yourself. But what you do have to do is put the effort in when you're there working those intervals. So like you're trying to dump the tank, but you're trying to dump the tank within a reasonable means, right? Like you're trying to do an 80%, 85% output, something that you can keep doing repeatedly over and over. If you start falling off, you gotta retune that and redefine it. So yeah. like if you're in the middle of your workout and you're on minute 10 and you're like, I can't do this anymore, I've failed. It's because you pushed yourself way too freaking hard and you've just gotta find out where those metrics are and how you're gonna redial that. So a part of it is suck and win. A part of it is, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can finish this out, but that's where that mental toughness starts to, you know, forge itself. It's yeah. like you're putting in the work that's literally going to translate. So I would say any of the, any of the flatlanders, Midwesters, you know, that, that, that see hills, but don't see some of the slopes and aspects we do try to get your runs in at least a couple times a week, nothing crazy. And the rest of the time, fill those holes with interval training. So step ups with weight, big time. I would say anytime you can do step ups with weight, 40 to 45 pounds, a loaded pack, 60 yeah. to 70 pounds, if you can do it, that's going to make your money. It really is. It's, it's building these tissues because the last thing you want to do is come out, you know, on a spot and stock hunt and roll an ankle because your tissues weren't prepared for it. And so I think that getting that, that work done under load repeatedly over time, really Stressing pays it off. A little exactly. Bit. Building it. Yeah. Yep. So weighted packs. Um, I can't stress midline and trunk stability enough. If you're not doing planks and you're not doing sit-ups and you're not doing toes to bar, like you're missing a key component. Those are the weaknesses that everybody generally has. Like how many times have you been on a pack out where you're like, oh my gosh, dude, my lower back, my hips are like stuff starting to really deteriorate in the lower trunk. And I wish it was just a tad bit stronger. Sure. I mean, yeah. It just happens. Like it's, yeah. and I feel like that's where that, the midline stability really plays a part. Like I, I almost do sit-ups and two to three workouts a week. Cause it's, I feel like it's that important. Yeah. Like that your, your core. lower back 
too. Your lower oh, back. Oh God, it's huge. That's dude. usually where it actually hurts me on a pack out is my lower back. Right. My lower back's always been weak from sure other injury too, like from football early on. I feel it here and there too, for sure. And that's where it's like, I'm just gonna keep chipping away at that and trying to make it a little tougher, little stronger. And nowadays I feel I feel confident where it is. And I ultimately I'm trying to get the shit out of the backcountry as quick as I can. Like that's what we're all trying to do. I don't want to oh, keep yeah. making trips. Yeah. So it's and like safely. Our, it's like our bear pack out this year. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you don't plan the best route and you've got <laughs> got just yeah. Well, that's okay because Matt went three miles ahead of us. So exactly. Got the yep. Truck. Got the truck. Brought it down. But yeah, he's I a would, crazy person. He is a crazy person. Mentally and physically. Exactly. He's testing, and that's the thing. He's constantly testing his limits. And I think if you're going to pick this up, you need to change your mentality of being just a sportsman to now an athlete and training yeah. your body to be an athlete. Yeah. Because that's essentially what it takes. You're going to do it well, and and do it well. And also the athlete side, right? So it. it like public land hunting is a competition whether you want it to be or not it really is. and we try to, you know everybody's nice to each other and stuff when we run across them but it's a competition yep you're trying to out hunt out hike outsmart all the other people absolutely and obviously you being in better shape physically which honestly the workouts and everything translate to mental fitness too yes Hundred percent. That's the biggest thing I've seen from working out recently is, and and regularly, my mind will be cluttered or whatever. And personally, I like to work out um, midday. That's been what's yep. really done, like my lunch break. Absolutely. Instead of eating, you know, I'll just yep. eat at my desk or whatever. But taking that thirty minutes and just doing those hit workouts, mostly what I do. I do some weight resistance too, yeah. some kettlebell stuff, but you know, cardio hits or or the kettlebell hits or just a full body workout like you're talking about with yep. planks with legs with everything um, yeah. some about the reset you get from that exactly huge it is it's that rebound effect it's your body saying okay i just took it to this it's that rev limiter like you hit this red line and now you're coming back down to a state yeah where your body can regenerate and do it again and so like your mind too it just it clears it it does all you're thinking about is finishing the 30 minutes kind of that's right and for me at least. And so you're like, well, how does this 30 minutes to an hour window really translate to a four to five hour hike in the mountains? It does. It well, what. yeah, obviously if you do it every day, right? Sure, yeah. Repetition's key too. Yep, squats, squats are huge. You should oh, be yeah. You should be almost, and this is gonna be crazy because people are gonna go, dude, you can't do that, you'll, you'll get injured. But legs should be a prime focus almost every single day, like just leg work. Yeah in general. The rest is going to be supplemental and accessory work for your upper body to carry out, to make sure it's balanced. It's like, yeah. you don't want to be really great at running and just have a, a very weak upper body. You want to try to balance that out. And I think that's where those hit workouts with the full body, or at least targeting your weak areas really pay off. So I've been, there's a couple hunts that I've been on where we've taken people or I've taken people that can't yep. physically. Oh yeah. One of them, I should say like one that comes to mind physically, it was really tough. He did it mentally. He was good. Another one was weak in both aspects and it was horrible. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. I, what I, it I remember do. that yeah. discussion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a game changer. It's good to see that. And that person needed it. Bad, yeah. 
You know exactly. what I mean? Like that's Well, they're the, going on a hunt this year again, that person, so. Okay. In the mountains. So Hopefully that I'm was the check. I'm curious to see. Yeah, I bet. I hope. Yeah, for You would sure. think after that one, I mean, this guy was puking within a mile of a 14-mile hike. Jeez, man. And by, and by day, I looked at his buddy and I said, is he going to be okay? Like, this is nothing sure, compared we'll to what right. we're about to do. Otherwise, we're carrying him out of here. And I remember, so we hiked like all day, and we hiked like six, well, not all day, all afternoon. We probably hiked like six, seven miles. We stopped in glass and stuff. And and that person just like gave up that night and just laid there. <laughs> he eventually caught up with us 14 miles in, right as we decided we needed to hike back out of there. <laughs> oh, and but it, So like that, that brings up a really good point because it becomes, I hate to say it, but it becomes a liability, right? Oh, because for the now crew, you're yeah. not just worried about yourself. Worried about that you're not worried dying. about that person and that changes everything. So like when I hunt, I know you're going to be okay. Yeah. I know that Matt's going to be okay. Yeah. But like some of the people I go with, I'm like, dude, you may not be prepared for this. And now I'm thinking about other variables that I really, you'd never would think about with, think. with us. Right. You know, um, that's kind of funny that you had an experience like that too, which is good. Like you said, even with that person, they need, they needed to to see what it's like. That's right. It's a or big, what it can be, it's like. a big check. It is. And it's, you know, for some people, it's a reality check enough to change their complete life. Like how they do things like their diet and yeah. their fitness. And I've seen guys, you know, just because you look good and you're strong. Absolutely. It does not does mean. not mean it'll translate nope. over. Not at all. No. Bodybuilding is one big, like you can take a guy, six pack, ripped abs, looks great. Yeah. And then you go to put that aerobic capacity element in where you. Yeah. And, it's, you and they're almost too much. They're you too know? much. They're, their muscles tire. Um, yeah. I, I would say that, you know, it's great to be big, but yeah. that can also hinder you quite a bit. You want to be nimble, mobile, and able to carry. You want to be able to carry your body weight is what you want to be able to mm -hmm. do. You should be really good moving your body weight. Yeah. So like if you weigh 185, like that's what you need to become a master of moving because let's be honest, I mean, on your pack outs, you're looking at at the most 150. There's some people that creep over that, which is crazy, but like yeah, 150 pound pack you're out. Going to, you're like, going to rip your pack. If you're you're just going to just, yeah, it's just not even. So I would say that the max would be 150. And if you're a 150 pound I, yeah, person. Yeah, and I don't know if I've taken over 120 pounds. Ever. I think me, probably somewhere in that 125, yeah. 130 range. And that was so, pretty heavy. So if you're working with your body weight, you know, you're, you're going to be crushing the stuff you need to with that weight. Um, yeah. They, like I said, that, that aerobic capacity component and then your ability to move weight efficiently, they marry each other. And if you're doing that, in the meantime, that mountain setting is going to be a lot more efficient for you. So, and diet's huge. We, uh, yeah. you know, as hunters, we think we can just eat whatever because we're constantly burning, you know, especially if you're in this athletic type of environment where you're constantly training. You know, I can pretty much eat whatever I want. Is it good for me? Absolutely not. It's not. So I got to kind of think, I think, um, balance. I mean, everything without getting too crazy here, diversity is everything. Mm -hmm. Colors, your plate should be colorful. You should eat vegetables. Yeah. You should eat complex. You should eat a well-balanced meal. And so 
that translates to your mountain nutrition as well. And that could be a whole nother topic. We could talk mountain nutrition for freaking ever, but yeah, you're always making me eat stuff all my life. <laughs> it's, it's you're like, eat a bar. it's really eat easy to, it's to hard lose to, track. Yeah. You forget, you, you forget, you get it. hot. You, yeah, when you're hot, you don't want to eat either. You try to hydrate as much as you can, and then you're burning calories like crazy. You're incinerating, and you just forget. And next thing you know, you're now setting up for a shot, and you haven't eaten, and that animal's over there, and the sun's going down, and you got to move. You don't have time to do. So, like, taking time to make sure, my, like I say, I say it all the time, my, my father-in-law hit it on the head. If you're sitting, you should be eating groceries. Like, try to get something down. You just got to keep, keep that offset happening. So, um, you know, maintaining those, those food bags to be what you require, you know, 3000 calories, if that's it, you need to try to, to meet that, which we both know it's hard to do. Hard to do 3, calories. You end up with a bag of food rolling over the next yep. day and you're like, dang, dude, I didn't even get close to that. But you just on your pack house, you feel it. They're just the best. Yeah. The right. Best the gushers and the gummy gummy bears are all gone. <laughs> so you're real healthy for sure. Yep. Back out fuel. Yeah, it's it's. Speaking of back out fuel, whenever we do the what is that? Your Yeti, your pre-workout oh, stuff. Yeah, I'm, so I'm a big pro, big <laughs> proponent of Mountain Ops Yeti. Yeti is like oh, my go-to. Yeah, right after the animal's down, after we're done with everything, had the kumbaya moment, and then I'm immediately putting that in, and like you'll this have is, a. It's like a genius thing to bring with. I I did it earlier. I used to do it with C4. I mean, it's all the same, same yeah. kind of the same stuff, yeah. just different brand. You're looking to get creatines in, you're looking to get your, you know, your vasodilators, your glutamine, stuff that's going to help you with endurance. The kind of stuff that makes the hair it, stand it, up on yep. your neck. On exactly. Your, and it and it does. It works it wonders works. on the pack outs. It works. Or just a terrible hike that you have to do. That too. And it's super. Try, and we just try to use it sparingly. Cause right, right. You don't want to overdo it. Get, <laughs> you know, the cod mouth. And next thing you know, you're looking for water. You don't have water. It's yeah. can be a whole thing. But it is, it is a game changer, I would say. Pack out powders. Pack out powders and hydration powders. If you're not bringing them with you, you're better than I am because I need both. Yeah. So. Yeah, the hydration stuff's important too, especially when you're sweating all oh day. Oh gosh, dude. Like That sodium stuff, what do, what do you use? The element? element? That's what I use is the element. I've got a bunch of wilderness athletes. A buddy of mine oh, they have pitched one. down a whole pack of those and they're they're really good. Um, Mountain Ops has got their new hydri hydration stuff out. It's amazing. I mean, I can't say bad things about that i like them all but element definitely meets the requirements for sodium like you can bounce right back yeah. in an element packet for sure you can feel yeah. it you sure can yeah. oh yeah like i drink them every day because i'm on a ketogenic diet now a pretty strict one so uh every day i'm replacing some sodium yeah. with that and you can just it it helps a lot i mean i've been almost to the point where it's just been just Charlie horse, just, just lose, like my muscles were just Charlie horsing. They were just like to the point where I couldn't really get certain muscles to fire because of a loss of, of minerals and, and chemicals in the body. And when I, I've noticed that if I take one of those powders within 30 minutes, the performance goes through the roof. Like I yeah. can feel it. It's a, it's a legit deal. It's not just something that's like, you know, um, placebo effect like yeah. i know i can i can feel it so and you need that sodium because you have hyperhidrosis yeah i've never been like physically documented but my dad has or you know pretty close oh to it's it. genetic it's, okay I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing there's something going on oh i know because from what i've seen you sweat hard. more than anyone i've seen it's times not great five. 
Yeah, and it's not good because it completely can damper everything. And like, and we did see it this year where it did affect you. Yep, absolutely. I've got to stay on top of it. Like that's the big thing. And so, water is huge. It's a limiting factor for yeah. every organism. I feel like for me, I take it so seriously. That God, I'm and for rock. us, when we're up in that country, it's a limiting factor. Yep. Every opportunity we're filling. Absolutely. Yeah. If I'm and I'm one of those guys, like I don't care. I'm gonna carry the four liters to six liters of water. Yeah. It just doesn't even. I don't. I've already made that like a part of my deal, that I'm just gonna carry it because it's paramount to keep hydrated. And I've been. We've been in the situations where you're out and you're like, damn, it's gonna suck. Yeah. Don't really want to grab all that stuff out of the pack and filter water. Well, this water year right we now. did, didn't we? We did it. Yeah. We just kept going because it was like. And then we paid for it because we were both. Yeah, we did. Thirsty. Found a spring. Yep. But, Thirsty as hell. Found a spring finally on a pack out, and that and that could be just that could be just how it is. So yeah, the hydration part, man, that is just a battle, dude. I'm neurotic about it. You know I am. Oh yeah. And everybody's like, dude, you're crazy. We're not going to get water. And I'm like, we, we got to stop. I'm going to go get water. Yeah. At some say. point, we got to do it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's there's so many facets that I feel like you can make that edge, you can build that edge and, and sharpen that edge right in your house, like in your garage, um, and be ready for that. And it's just like, I'm neurotic in the fact that like, if I'm not peeing clear, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not, if I'm in the mountains and I'm not peeing clear, that's when my neurotic, you like I, I go even yeah, more, thinking about it. but at my yeah. house, I'm like, what? That's not true. Good. Definitely at my house. I'm and I'm taking minerals. I'm taking vitamins. So yeah, your pee is going to be yellow, but still I'm focused on that clear pee all the time, all the time. It doesn't matter if I'm in my house or I'm on the mountain. Sure. It's like, I'm trying to run clear. Sure. And we I partake. Don't, it, I don't think of it as much as you do, but. Well, you guys are hardcore, right? Like I'll go with you and Matt and bear camp. Oh, you guys will get turned up uh, and I'll, and I'll just try to hang and Dude, the next day I'm paying for it. Well, you that's that's Matt and Deuce, but I, I shouldn't say that I don't want to, you know, also drink. Yeah, you paid, you paid for it. What? When we shot Matt's beer, we got down to the end, and you were like, you burped when we got back oh to the truck, like six, seven p.m. When you're, you're like, tequila. I just burped up tequila at Ew. seven p.m. And I was like, what was wrong with you today? And you're like, I was hungover. <laughs> I was, I was, and I felt it. And it's like those are the checks and balances, right? Like you just have to know. Yeah. You, your body may not be able to do exactly what everybody else does and that's sure. fine i mean you're, you can still have a good time the crazy thing is and it'd be really hard to notice for anybody but you're how much older than me seven I'm, years so i'm 39 yeah seven years older than me yeah so and look at the shape you're in if i could get in the shape that you're in at your age i would be pumped i've always kind of struggled with weight i'm pumped this year because i've lost about 40 pounds Dude, you're doing well which is my pack's weight you bet on an average day think about that That's so crazy. i just eliminated my pack pretty much you it's, know what i mean dude that so alone I'm about that that's like check it off that like it's gonna it's gonna be tremendous yeah. and here, i gotta probably. i gotta lose more obviously but sure it's uh yeah it's pretty sweet i'm pretty pumped about that that's gonna be huge because i have been down below this quite a bit a few years ago and dude the hiking was just so easy that nimble, that yeah. part of being nimble. Yeah. And there's other people I'm working with on the same thing, just, you know, neighbors and, and people that just reach out. It's, it's the same thing. As soon as you start dropping that 40, 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a game you be, changer. Yep, you, because you start to become, you open that efficiency window and that's all we're trying to do is not suck. Yeah, because if I'm being honest, I can care less how I look. That's just me. 
Right. Always, or not always has been, obviously, back when I was chasing girls and stuff. Sure, but, sure. But, like, as far as, like, muscles and stuff, I don't care about that. But what I do care about is being better at killing stuff, yep. you know? Oh, yeah. At killing animals, at getting to them, Absolutely. at beating the guys who are working out, you know? And yep. so, it's taken me, it hasn't taken me a while to realize it, but I'm just, I think I'm doing good as far as the right path there, so I'm pretty happy. That's all it is for me is performance. It's not. Dude, I totally get it's it. It's nothing else. I could give two. And longevity because a lot of what I think about is like when I'm 70, can I do it? And I was like, not if I'm fat. And it's a very not, good not point. not working my muscles. Because once you reach a certain age that 45, 50, you're going to have to be moving. If you aren't moving, if you're sedentary, and then you try to go up, up in the mountains, boy. Oh, then you're on side-by-sides, yeah. bugling off the ridges. Like you see Every... most of them doing. Sorry, side-by-side people. Yeah, we love uh -uh. you. We, we want you to keep doing that, actually. Yes, please. Please keep pushing the elk deeper, <laughs> just so that I can get to them deeper. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. It's it, like I have kids. I, I want to keep up with these kids. These yeah. kids are my motivation. I watch them, and I'm like, I'm going to try to capitalize on genetics and train these children the same way. Um just earlier, I didn't get to it until I was a little bit more mature in my adulthood, but these kids see me. They see how much grueling effort I'm putting in the garage. A lot of times they just sit and stare, and I know I can see that download. That's good training, yeah. Yeah, they're like, holy cow, my dad is doing this, and that's uh, That's what we do. Right, that's what we do. And it's just like when you watch your dad hunting and you wanna to go to hunting. That's it, and they start emulating. They emulate that, yeah. That's what they do, and so like, yeah. I'll look around sometimes, and Rhett will just be in the backyard doing burpees, just hanging out, and I'm like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I remember, oh, there's the uh, the podcast. <laughs> podcast cat. It's um, I guess You can set it down <laughs> if you want. No, you're right. All right, I know, I know you want to just he's, like he's awesome you are he's dude awesome. speaking of heavy set yeah he's uh thick but he that's that's all he has to do he's uh yep lost all his hunting capability he's declawed and loving life look at him just you know it. belly rub but yeah that's cool to think about yeah that emulation and then if you can instill that in them at a young age i'm gonna try and my point is to not wear them out with anything, not wear them out with hunting, not wear them out right. with the whole uh, being athlete concept. It is easy to do. And like that whole- It's a fine line because some kids, it seems like respond to that well. Right. Other kids, not at all. They'd rather kind of find it themselves. So exactly. It's kind of just reading your kids, you know? It is, it is. And I've got very- Not that energetic. I can really talk on it, I don't have kids. Well, it's true though. Very, I have very energetic kids. I'm gonna have to yeah. channel that energy to, <laughs> do, to do something, kids. so. Like Rhett was like, I don't know. It was like when we first met each other, he was doing pull-ups like at like two or something. Oh yeah, yep. And he's still kids. just like constantly bouncing off the walls. And I'm like, let's channel this. Let's channel this. So we work hand and eye coordination. We work flexibility. We work, you know. I, I constantly try to get him to challenge himself, and I think that in the end, it's just going to contribute to, um, you know, better life. That's all we're doing. It's not, this whole fitness concept for, for mountain hunting is, it's just to be better at life in general because you'll hear it all over the place. You know, Jocko, all these podcasts yeah. where people talk about mental toughness and yeah. it's this big like thing now where people are like, I'm so tired of influencers talking about mental toughness yeah. and hunting. Sick of the, uh, yeah, it, the motivation porn. Right, right. Like <laughs> the only thing about it is it's true. So it's kind of like, it's flooded. This, this, this industry's flooded with it, but it, 
if you're if you're doing it, you know why it's flooded with it. Yeah. Because it pays off. So. It really does mentally, physically. And what's interesting is if you take thirty minutes of not scrolling on your phone, that for the average person, right? Even yeah. I spend at least an hour a day scrolling. Um, if you take 30 minutes scrolling on your phone, reels, TikToks, whatever, which everybody does, yep. don't say you don't. Absolutely. Looking at shopping, whatever the heck you're doing, researching. Take 30 minutes of that and channel it into an easy cardio workout. And that's going to benefit you so much. Heck yeah, it day. is. Yeah. And the products that you'll get out of just work, whatever that work is. Right. Um, yeah, whatever you want to do, just mentally, you can kind of do it. If you've overcome getting past that 30 minutes, and I, I mean, it sounds really cliche because a lot of those guys say it, right? Right. Rogan says it. Jocko says it. He may not say Jocko may not say 30 minutes, but... If you can just get through that thing, yeah. the rest of your day just kind of falls in line. It does. It's it does. And you've started your fire, your metabolic fire that you're trying to keep yeah. burning. You're just building that. And you're taking care of some of the, the weaknesses I was talking about. If your diet's a weakness, well, you're going to be hungry. It's going to be time to start thinking about getting what you need back in to repair that muscle. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this, all of this, I mean, I could go on for days about it, but the big thing is like, you've got to focus on, you know, all your complex, like your, your, your back squats and your benches. Those are great. You're using both sides of your body to deliver weight or load, you know, to force it a certain way. You, you also should be thinking about unilateral stuff, like working one side of your body. Cause that's where weaknesses do kind of, they show up and being able to just say, I'm going to isolate a muscle group on one side of my body and train that today just those two sides like if i'm working arms sometimes i do straight up you know in my intervals or in a workout i'll do um dumbbell presses or dumbbell push presses and i'm working unilateral like i really want to train one arm so all the fatigue and all the muscle contraction everything's happening on one arm and i'm able to focus on that because this stuff all translate like i'm saying you never know when you're going to have to put something on your freaking shoulder and carry it out or you never know when you're going to have to hold a draw on your bow for a minute and a half True. or you never know when you're going to have to uh you just never know heave a freaking elk quarter up into a high tree because yeah. you're gonna, you just don't know so these are all things that this pulling and pushing unilaterally really translates and builds these muscle groups and so i encourage anybody to start thinking hey let me train these let me let me uh disconnect these from just one barbell and start working with kettlebells or yeah. dumbbells um and dude, step ups onto a box. If you don't have a box built, build a box and get really good at step ups. It's a unilateral movement. You're gonna be training your leg. You're gonna be really, really boosting your strength and your ability to just kind of recreate that hiking of working up an incline. Yeah, I need to so, build the box. You've been telling me that. It, you know, and you can do it on anything. I'll just like, if yeah. you have something that's 24 something, inches tall, that's something a, that's that, a box type right. thing, yeah. So I, I, think, I think it's a big piece. You of know, training. I think a lot of people, especially if they're not used to do it, doing this, like a lot of the beginners, which is kind of who I'd like to talk to mostly here, they maybe dread these like physical activities, mm -hmm. like in the mountains and like the tough stuff that they see that they don't want to do. But it's like the best memories come from the hardest things. It really does. 
like the pack out we talk about this year. Um, anytime we go into some of those creeks. Yep. That's all we really talk about, you know? That's it, right. In hindsight, it's like that journey, that overcoming that obstacle. We're like super- It's a treat. Exactly. To you're be hyper, able to go do that. You're like, hyper-focused on that mental toughness. It's what stays there yeah. is the part of like what you went through to get to that point and what you have to get out of. And so, yeah, if you can say, that was shitty that time, I'm going to recreate that in my garage and get to that point, yeah. dude- you're just leveling up. That's all you're doing. Your uh, your bear this year, that day was. Yeah, the day was a test, dude. Pretty physical. It was. It was a good one. We though. never really a... stopped moving. No. You know that? Like. Nope. So and that's we, what I mean. Like, when we were you went, gonna eat? We went and post hold first. I mean, that was like, like a, a three mile hike with a mile of post holding. Right. Horrible. The two, first two miles were easy, but the last mile was horrible. Right. That took us forever. We get there, see a bear within an hour, shoot it, and then have to go into the shit. Exactly. Deal with it, hike it out till midnight. And so like you're trying you're trying to maintain <laughs> that was a day. You're trying to maintain like not being deficit in calories. Tell me how you're gonna do that. Like what are you gonna On do? On that day? How many yeah. how many did we burn walking into exactly. the canyon? So it's it's a you've just gotta be on top of the nutrition, which sometimes you can't. You're going to try your best. Sometimes the, the, the events that lead you to an animal just don't leave you a lot of time for, and you, when you're glassing, it makes sense. But like that type of scenario, dude, that's running and gunning. That's like, I would say that is, that's like the cream of the crop spot and stock. Like you're in movement. You're, you are a predator. You're actively yeah. predating an animal and yeah. you're not, I mean, you're not stopping to take a snack. You got to get things done. So yeah. Those except are for the, the tests. Jet, except for the jet boil. Yeah. He had to, he had to have hot soup. We had a short, Dude, a short that debacle. That was the craziest shit ever. We, at the time, we almost saw Matt slide off the mountain. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited for, well, I guess, I mean, really, a real similar to bears is mule deer. This year, we'll, we'll hit mule deer pretty hard. Of course, we got elk coming up. I'm elk hunting back where we have been the past few years, and you're going to a whole new... Whole new unit. Yeah, I'm going to be hunting with my father-in-law and his brother. So um, they're traditional hunters, longbow hunters that have been hunting for quite some time. It'll be totally different dynamic than like our crew, um, but it's going to be a super great learning experience. I love hunting with other people, hearing mm -hmm. what they have to say, and just, yeah, I'm going to figure this unit out. If it looks great, then we might be trying to... Yeah, grizzly bear infested. You got yeah, it'll be. Millimeter. It'll be active. That's going to be, you know, and like I said, you know, a lot of this preparation part is like if you put an animal down in grizz country, you're trying to get it out as efficiently and fast as you can. And so that, some of that is like, how is your fitness? If you're cramping out and you're tired. Sure. After squatting and messing with the animal. After that field dressing sucks. an animal. By the way, that was one of the more daunting feelings I ever had was when I was alone Solo pack out. Yeah, solo pack out with an elk. I was like, oh yeah, dude. In a storm. I looked at it. Yeah, I looked at it. Well, the storm hadn't happened yet, luckily, oh, when I was cutting it up. Just ruined. Yeah, I, I think I got I got one trip in before it stormed on me the rest of the day. But looking at that animal like alone, I was like, whoa. Oh yeah. I gotta get it up that hill. And some work, dude. Yeah. And you did it, and that's that. That's that mental touch. You you knew that where you were day at the end. Oh. But you're blown out. Oh yeah. Like I got to the gas station 
you know, which is like whatever, an hour and a half away or something. And I like fell out of the car. You know, I have jelly legs. Yep. Yeah. I had and to. then you got to drive back home. Yeah. So then you're really locked yeah. up. But then you can hopefully get some junk food somewhere. Right. That's what you always got to reward yourself. Yeah. I reward myself with that. That's like the thing is like a lot of these guys that think they're just, you know, you're going to come out and do a solo elk hunt. You're going to go, you know, you're going to take your e-bike in four miles and you're going to go locate an elk and you're going to, and it, it'll, it may happen. I mean, you'll find the elk. Oh yeah. And you might shoot the elk, but then you got to deal with it. Then you got to deal with it. And all that preparation you put in, that's the, the mental toughness and the, or yeah. the mental tests, the tests, if you will, because they're all tests. This is, that's all it is. I'll, I'll probably end up hunting some for, you know, two, three days type weekend type stuff alone this year in the back country. But I, dude. They're solo hunting in the backcountry. The guys who do it consistently and are successful, really kudos to them. Cause yep. That shit kind of sucks, honestly, oh, mentally. There's, There's no, no one to it. talk to but you. That's you it. Know? It's you in your mind, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I would definitely agree. I like it a lot more when it's you and me. Oh, yeah. We can come up with stuff to talk about or whatever. And it's then crazy it, how much like you crave a little bit of camaraderie a little bit of human interaction yeah i mean you see wolves yeah. address prey singly sometimes yeah but when you see them effectively in a pack yeah, they're better dude i like it like, better too because our minds can bounce off that's of right each other. it's i mean there's ideas. nothing wrong with uh, a tribal-like concept for hunting like hunting with mm -hmm. and, and you get a group that's tuned up that gets it and like keeps everything motivated and and there's like you know you're you're internalizing some of the shit that you may want to just speak out about and everybody's on one page you know how it goes dude mm -hmm. you you got a crew that's running and like the efficiency is is there oh that was a, like i'm not bragging but i felt like that this bear season yeah when we 100%. went out dude when we went out well you went out four times yeah yeah i think and yeah. you were successful all four hunts yep that's nuts it's pretty good. I went out three. We were successful those three, and we were just. Doo, 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 doo. Yep. Felt like we were on. Nothing. Even changed. when we brought other people in, you know, we kind of led, and they fit right in. Oh yeah, yeah. And I would, I wouldn't say that those particular individuals were a hundred percent ready, but when they're in an environment with somebody that is, no. you would be surprised at what happens to those. Right. People. I just think we, it, it, since the leading and the following, and then they just were like, and it, as long as we didn't say, oh shit this is gonna suck that's right we were just like yep gotta go up it that's you know right. like i never and they're kind of like what and we're like yep that's where we're going dude it's it's like that and it that's the thing is like i've hunted with with dudes that are really in really good shape like matt is in really good shape i have hunted with matt it's the stringiest you know i came off of vasectomy way too much information here <laughs> yeah came off of vasectomy last year yeah and went with matt we were you know i felt like it couldn't be that bad. Like I've only had a couple weeks of sitting around and not being able to do what I do. I'll be okay. Yeah. That was a total lie. Total lie. You're I was just dead. Full, oh, dude, I was dead. We went down the creek, you right back up to start looking. And it was just like, dude, I'm not ready for this right now. Like yeah. I can feel it. And so I felt like I was holding him back. I knew I was, I knew where my capabilities were. I just couldn't meet him because not only had my mental toughness kind of like wavered a little bit because my physical wasn't there, I was like, dude, I'm like out of shape right now. I don't know how this happened. Really, was I out of shape? Enough, yeah. enough for me to feel it and go, I'm not gonna be here again. I get coming off right. an operation, right. but it messed like, with you, yeah. it messed with me enough to go, 
reset. We're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to fix this. And if you're coming off an operation, it's not an excuse. Like I get, I get it. You're, I shouldn't have done it. My doc told me not to do it. Yeah, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. So that's on me. But yeah, I, if you're in the environment with people that are motivated and can internalize some of that, um, truth, if you will, you're going to operate even better. Cause I've been on hunts recently where for instance, you know, guys come from, from the South and they come out and they've been training, they've been rucking, they've been carrying weight, they've been shooting their rifle. I mean, they're dead on accurate. They're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe their physical's not completely there, but like the mental toughness and being able to kind of like keep up with where my head was at really pushed the hunt. And that person was like, I'm doing it. Like I got it. I'm, what am I supposed to do? Turn around and let this dude go to the top of the mountain and not go try to chase a bear? No, I'm going to go do it. And I'm just going to do it and suck it up. And that's the thing is like, some people have it, some people don't, but I think everybody has it. It's just a willing to like to find tap it. into it and find it. And then once you find it and it exposes, that's the weakness I'm talking about. Where did you fall apart? Are you falling apart because you're out of air? Are you falling apart because the weight was heavy? At some point, everybody's going to feel that. But like your ability to deal with that fall apart dude, you're working on that in your off season. Yeah. Like that's, and some of it you're going to deal with on the mountain and you're just going to say, yeah. you know what? I got a crew that's motivated. This is where I want to be. I, I want to do this. Like, this is what it's all about. And you're, you're synced up. You're all one crew and you're moving. Yeah. You're efficient. Yeah. So, it feels good when they're, it in does. Oh dude. It's really when nice. you got that, yeah, I can't like, it's, it's a predatory instinct. Like yeah. all the guys are synced up. Like we're going to do this. It's over there. We're making them, we're making the move. We're talking about yeah. how we're going to do it and we're going to go do it. And we're going to pick it up and we're going to move it out and how we're going to do that. It doesn't matter. Give me what's in your pack. He takes what's in yours. We give out the weight to where everybody. Yeah. You said packed. tribal. It's very tribal. It is. It is. And you just work to make things work. Like there's no reason why some dude should have 150 pounds on his back and some dude's carrying 30. Yeah, like I don't really way. care about that. Give no. me some of the weight. Like let's spread it out and be efficient. Exactly. So I don't know. That's that camaraderie aspect that you're talking about. Like as soon as you get people that, that realize that this is what it does and it's no longer selfish because it's all three people moving in one freaking footprint and, and synced up, dude, you're, your crew starts to become savage. That's so. the ultimate team building exercise. It is. it is, dude. And that's why it's hard to like stray away and let other people in, right? Because you know these people that you hunt with have your back. You know you've been through the shit together. You've already been through, you throw something at you. You know, you've been through it all. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're like, dude, I can rely on these people. Like this is the, this is the group I really want to hunt with because they're mm-hmm. specialized. Mm-hmm. But that's where you build other people. Because other people yeah, I see think, that. I think this year, like, you know, obviously, like, with with the two, with Jacob and Sean, I I mean, we kind of handpicked those people, you know? Dude, it was... Because we knew they could handle it mentally. Those were great hunts. I loved every single freaking minute of those. I was, like, freaking raged out. You can see it. I'm just... You were raged out, weren't you? Of course, you took one pre-workout. <laughs> came to the hill and then we came back and he took another one so might have been a little caffeine induced i'm naturally to the, to the dome <laughs> right i'm naturally a very uh high energetic person but yeah, oh yeah. yeah dude you were energized. when when we're in a crew and everybody's motivated and like pumped about it there's another garrett comes out i'm like super oh yeah about it, yeah but you're a great motivator yeah there are times that suck though those are the times that you just have to i don't know dude i i, I will lie to you i mean if it's like you know, you got a pack in your back and you're, you're just hiking along aimlessly, just trying to get the move, the weight from one place to another. 
and I know what's ahead of us, like maybe not going to tell you, maybe not going to. Yeah. You're good at that too. You were doing that that one night or just like, this is going to be, you're doing that one night because I'm not, I'm more like, I want to put my head down and go, you know? Yeah. And like you were staying back with certain people one night and we're like, yeah, yeah, it's not that much further. Dan just said it's not that much further. You know how he doesn't lie to us. I knew damn well. I knew damn well what we had. And I could tell, like you could see, you know, you can tell that person's in their zone. They're just zombie mode, trekking poles down, just moving that weight. And you're like, I'm going to try to just keep them, keep them motivated. I mean, I had weight on my back as well. Not nearly the weight that that person did, but it was more of just... It's a motivational thing, dude. It is. You've got to suffer together and keep a, a positive mental attitude as ridiculous as that sounds because it sounds really cliche, but it is. Yeah. It's like trying to figure out a way to make this more of a, um, a fun camaraderie-like environment versus like, dude, we're going to die out here. Terrible. Oh my God, we got one more mile of uphill. Yeah. It's just like, where are you at? Do you feel well enough? Can we make this? Or do you want to trade me packs mm-hmm. or like, Let's get some weight displaced and figure this out to where we can get to another point and maybe we take a break or whatever, but Lord knows we don't, we just usually just put it on and go. But yeah. Yeah, man. I think it's funny too, you know, you were talking about um, like leading how everybody has it. Everybody does. It really comes down to, you know, a lot of people will envy folks and say, I don't know how they do that. Or they come up with excuses for why they didn't shoot a bull elk, a, a buck, a bear that year. Sure. And they blame it on whatever, time, kids. Not not that I'm saying kids aren't a valid reason, because oh, yeah. they definitely do cut into Oh, yeah, that. they do. Yeah. But a lot of it comes down to how bad do you want it? Because if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. That's it. You That's almost can't. True. You almost can't. You have to shut that off thinking about. And I have a really, it, like for it's me, tough. it's still, Especially I'm not Especially with your age of kids and stuff, it's tough. Oh, dude, I'm thinking about like, okay, this is the last day. This bear's a mile and a half away. We see it. We got this large rim we've got to walk around to get to. It's three o'clock now. Like yeah. we're talking about a late night and the next day I got to go to work. But wait, this guy's my boss. So I'm going to shoot him a text real quick and tell him it's going to be a late night. But yeah, it's, I mean, there's so many things that happen. Like, are you not going to go after that bear? It's the last day of the season for somebody to punch their tag. Are you just going to give up on that completely? I'm not, I don't think, because I'm trying to shut out all those concerns. Like yeah. I used to really be like moved by them, but now I'm like, when you're there, you're there. It's all going to be okay. It's going to be all yeah, right. Like that, I'm not, that is a my supervisor part. might gripe at me the next day. Right. I'll make it up to that person. Yeah. I just, I got to shut out all this external stuff. Yeah. I'm no longer worried about physical capability. You take it slow and steady. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some rough parts. It's going to suck, but the punching of the tag is what you came here to do. If you throw that out, that's your opportunity that you lost. And nowadays I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to go for it. Even on the last day with the last bit of light left. So Yeah. And we're all, you know, we all want gear. We all want the best stuff. Yeah. But I always try to tell people what you need is a gun, a tag, and a good attitude. You do. Dude. Those are my top three. Like I, that, you need obviously you have to have those, but a good attitude is keeping it is the hardest thing. Absolutely, yeah, that's the hardest thing there is. You're 100 percent correct. I mean, I mean, I we all like buying gear, and we all oh, for sure. You know, we get obviously there's some things you're gonna need. You need a pack. 
you need boots. Yep. But you know what I mean? Like don't get hung up. Never like say, I'm not going to go on this hunt because I don't have the best gear. Right. Right. I would agree hundred percent. If you can't afford the gear, but you can afford the hunt, take the hunt. Yep. As long as you have what you need, go. Well, the the main point I think you're getting to is you need that experience. You need to yeah, know the test. Yeah, it's more important to go figure out exactly what, what you need exactly. for your next time. Exactly. In my opinion, Dude. I would rather go five times than go once with all the stuff. I agree, yeah. agree wholeheartedly. Uh, definitely. But yeah, and I get it. You want to have the best and, and you should research into your capability. But if you're like, Financially, I could go, but I want. I don't have a six-man six-man teepee yeah, tent or, and snowshoes that are that are the right kind right. and whatever, whatever exactly. the heck it is. Half of it. Don't let that be a limiting factor. If I you agree. can make it happen, just make it happen, and go learn. Because the best way to learn, you can watch a million YouTube videos, you can read every article that was ever written, you can listen to everybody who's trying to sell you something. Yep. Ton of them, yeah. and a lot of them have which, the right. Which stuff. have great stuff. Yep. Don't bet. get me wrong. All the products are great. I mean, most of the products for mountain hunting definitely are awesome to have, but nothing will replace your experience actually trying to do it. I agree, a hundred percent. And I'm a gear snob. No, like you're a gear. you're a big gear snob, and I'm getting more because almost your influence. Like lately, I've been like, oh yeah, yeah. Just functional it's gear. It's nice. It's awesome right. to have, but you don't need it. You don't. I mean, I mean I, we're shooting wooden guns still. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we were talking about the other day, dude. I, well, I, I shoot a two seventy. A grandma, a grandpa, hand me down two seventy featherweight, and you shoot a six five wood gun. Your guns, yeah. tag driver. I mean, both of them are. Yeah, we've shot them at the range dude, to eight hundred yards. Endless hatred on six more five creed more. Yeah. There, there are, there are definitely areas where I'm not going to take that gun. I'm just not. I'm not sure. going to take it for certain species. I'm not going to take. Uh, certain ranges. I'm not going to take things that are outside of energy capacity. We all know that. These are things that you build, but you're right. If you have the tool, get out and get good with your tool and then go experience those tests. Because if you're not doing that and you're sitting here trying to build up your freaking cache of gear, you're missing out on all the stuff that you're supposed to be building. So yeah, I'm a, I agree the with you 100%. Because you could spend ten thousand dollars before you go on a hunt. If you, it's just funny. We always are like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a new rifle," but oh, I gotta go on three hunts, so I don't know if I'm getting a new rifle. Uh, and then we both shoot old bows. Yep, older bows. And the last shots we've taken, I shot every single animal's died. I was about to say, I the last I can't remember because I haven't shot a lot with my bow. Oh yeah, like the last four or five shots Dude, I took without killed an animal. Died. Yeah. So, you know, you can have a Matthew my, my bow I got when I was like 14. That's right. And and like I'm not saying you gotta just hunt with old stuff. No, no, bad. it's just Go what we that's stuff. all we can it's afford just, right now. It's just feasible. Idaho and bought houses. <laughs> right, right. When you're yeah, when you go when you come here and you see the housing market, you all of a sudden go real poor, real quick. Yeah, but hey, the tags are cheap. The tags are cheap. And there's plenty of opportunity. And you get to go a lot. Exactly. Dude, you'll see me out there with a longbow soon enough just because I can't keep up with all the BS and compounds. Oh, they're like, crazy. And then I wonder how much I I have shot some of the newer ones so I know how much better they are, and it is oh, crazy. And that's something I need to get this year. Anybody out there wanna <laughs> toss us a few bows, we'll take them. Yep. Um but yeah, no.
the upgrades are coming and the upgrades always will come <laughs> at some point but yeah. the most important thing is what we've already discussed is, is building building yourself the ability to test you've got to be able to test yourself and the only way you're going to do that is in the environment and then you're going to figure out what you need to do then you're going to figure out where your gear your gear fails like i've been on hunts where you know, some, you know, somebody's rain gear completely deteriorated and we were in wet snow. And next thing you know, you've got base layers that are completely soaked. And, they and your a tent hunt. collapsed. Tent collapsed from wet snow, you know? <laughs> just completely smashes your tent while you're out. Like, you come back to an ice, it's just snow on top of your tent, flat on the ground on all your shit. That, would, that would hurt me a little, it, I think. Especially after a day of hunting. Those dome tents, it can happen. You can guy out everything and still take enough snow load to severely. So these are things that you just kind of pick apart. TP tents, a little bit better at shedding snow. You know, you can deal with that. But yeah, the wet snow can be an utter disaster. And so like, yeah, preparing yourself for what you need for those type of hunts. You're never going to get away with that. You do have to get quality gear for that stuff. But yeah, again, yeah. experiencing it, what's going to be, that's what's going to But yeah, but thing. yes, okay. For a November wilderness mule deer <laughs> yeah. hunt, you might not want to just hop into that one. Right, right. But you can get a tag and go hunting, you know, hiking from the road type sure of a can. deal no matter what. Sure can. You can get as far as you can get. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd advise anybody to go into the wilderness without proper gear of some sort. No, no. Or at least an inReach if you don't have the proper right, gear. Right, right. For the folks not hunting with inReaches, geez. That's another thing. Like, Savage. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. There's certain safety aspects that... I, I would honestly suggest if you're going to go do any of this, particularly alone, if you go alone, Matt, and don't bring your inReach, you're a crazy person. I think so. I mean, two things that are coming. Unless you're not scared of dying a long, slow death. Dude, <laughs> I'm carrying an inReach and I'm carrying trekking poles. I don't care. Yeah, trekking poles. Care. Jeez. Those are like 20 bucks. There's if you want just, a cheap pair of aluminum. There's people that just. That's don't. all I have. I broke one. For my first pair and then my second one i broke one of them so i got mismatched and they're always coming people will be like dude you don't need them you won't need them I'm i was like, like no no i, I love them. having these yeah things. there's you but never know when happens. you're gonna have to pitch a shelter you never know when you're gonna have to do something with the trekking pole stabilize antlers get yourself out of a hellhole um mm -hmm. you should you should definitely have them but big scheme testing yourself finding out where you're weak and it's starting to work on that at yeah, your I house. Like that. I like the weakness idea. It is. Your whole I, Luckily, mine has always been my legs is my strong point, right? Always yep. has been sports and yeah. everything. So Absolutely. That's kind of been nice for me. But yeah, that core, that's probably where I personally... So many people miss it. They're just yeah. like, I need to just get my... Because I hate right. doing the ab workouts. They hurt, man. Those, they do. I feel like I'm going to bust it. You know, I feel like I'm going to have a freaking... Whatever it's called. Hernia. Yeah. yeah, hernia. Sometimes That's, when I'm doing those ab like workouts. Even throwing planks in your workout, right? Oh, like yeah, the next planks. thing you know, you turn around and you're doing seven or eight minutes of planks. You don't oh, think never, it very much. I've never gotten to that point. But yeah. Well, on the intervals, like it just adds up. whatever throughout Yeah, the, the it just deal. adds up over time. And yeah. then the next thing you know, the next day you wake up and you're like, dude, my, my course hit. Like, yeah, that you really. It. You definitely feel it. And for me. You take a shit and nothing comes out because you're freaking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For me, push. it's like you, okay, so like getting up with a heavy pack. Yeah. I've watched guys tweak their back just getting up. Oh, yeah, the back. Just the lower back. Throughout their back. That's like, my weak point for sure. And I feel like back. that trunk and midline stability, if you're missing that, you need to focus on those two things. And Which keep is those something apart. you don't think about. Not? Not, not most people, I should say. Just don't. And if you're doing step-ups with a pack on or a weight vest, you're working your core. Mm -hmm. But like really 
you should be isolating your core as well with your workouts. And your core is not just your abs. Your core is like, we're talking about all the way through um, the lower lumbar, your trunk and midline. All of this region all the way around should be uh, a definite focus for mountain hunting, in my opinion, just because back health is everything. Spinal health is everything. Yeah, posture. Posture and your, yeah, being I'm able so to sustain a load. I'm all, it's computer life, man. Yeah, pull-ups. Pull-ups will help spread the scapula, like making sure you're doing pulling and pushing, big complex movements, and then suck in wind. Push yourself. You want to get a heart rate monitor. You want to start looking at your heart rate. Where are you falling off? Are you working out and you know, you're not able to recreate these 20 reps that you've been doing over time? You get to minute 15 and you still can't get them and you're starting to drop off dramatically um, in a whatever, 25 minute workout and you're at 15 minutes and you're already starting to fall off to where you can't recreate it. You want to look at those metrics, look at your heart rate and look and see where you at in your rep scheme and where do you need to focus on dialing that back to do it over time? Because what you're doing is you're dialing it back so that you can become better over time in the long run. So the more that you get used to, um, kind of cutting those reps back and really focusing on the quality of them, that's when it starts to pay off. So you want to get quality movements. Like you can't, yeah. ha you can't half-ass it. I just, you, yeah, you're right. You need to put the effort in, right? Yeah. Effort in. Target it just like you're, just like you're going to do when you hop out of your truck and you're looking at the mountain going, okay, we got to go up here and over there and over here. It's the same, same difference. You know, it's going to suck, especially if you're spiking into an area. So number one thing I say though, about a mountain, it's never as bad as it looks. Never, never. You get up 500 feet, your legs are bur burning or whatever, and you look back down and you say, holy like, shit, oh, we came went this really far. far. Let's do it again. Yeah. And you just keep doing it. And that's, like I was saying, the interval workouts are that. Yeah. Literally True. taking when a couple minutes to look. sip some water. You're getting your rest. You're stopping and you're looking. You're getting your breath. And then you're going to go redo it again. And so doing that over time is what makes your, that's yeah. what makes your, uh, your motor and your system efficient for sure. Yeah. Well, it's sweet. Yeah, we're sitting here kind of, you know, in that dog days of summer phase. You no, know dude, all I can think about, I'm just thinking about stocking pronghorn and beagles. Oh, yeah, we're doing pronghorn. I like, forgot we're doing pronghorn first. I forgot we're doing pronghorn first. It'll be fun. It'll be a gauntlet. We'll see. See if we can get Yeah, they one. really, we didn't do that well last year on them. We just I've hunted finding... pronghorn so many times. You're right. If we could find more on public. And even just, even just bucks without so many eyes, we were really on. Like, it wasn't even like it was bachelor group so much. It was like a buck or two with like 10 does or yeah. something. And it's just really hard to make a play on those. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping we run into some solo bucks. Kind of hoping there's a little bit of a rut starting to peak off when we... we sh it should be starting. I hope then. so, yeah. At least, at least a real, really good chasing time frame. Like bucks trying to come in on hair right. and stuff early trying to pick off a doe that should be good and well i'm sure we'll have a whole podcast on pronghorning whenever we're out there so the, the 20 or 30 missed stocks yeah yeah exactly For hopefully sure. we kill one. Oh, I, I mean i think it's a i think we got a good crew to go go try for it we'll, we'll throw everything at them i hate sitting water but i'm sure we'll end up trying to do it at some point oh yeah There's staring at each happen. other trying to eat flies i've hunted <laughs> i've hunted pronghorn so many times with a decoy and i can get to 80 yards and I've, I mean, it's just like, I don't like shooting at stuff from behind a decoy right. at 80 yards. Oh, like, like, knows I'm there, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think I've shot at one once at 80 and I shot just under it. That's that whole weaknesses and holes in your game. Like You're right. I should get back. I'm not going to attack events every freaking no. couple weeks. Yeah, I see should those I? Guys? Yeah, no back this weekend. A lot of those guys went this weekend. I'll never I'll never cut that down. You're you're practicing that's what you're gonna do in the field. You better be good at it. Like 80 yards. I'm probably not gonna take that shot. Not, not right now. Try to get closer. Personally. Like I'll that's shoot me. 65 right now. That's yep. it. Yeah. I'm gonna try to work my game out a little bit over the next, you know, month and a half. For sure. Go, me too. Yeah. Big big dial-up session. For yeah. Sure. Just on the longer range stuff, but uh, I'm not confident there yet. So I'm always I'm not gonna it. take that shot. Back then right. I was shooting that far at targets, but it's a whole different ball game. For sure. When you're drawn low and yep, they can. Yeah, I don't know. And that's a oh, tough yeah. deal. Jumping. A straight. lot of variables. For sure, dude, and so much time and space with an arrow flying on a pronghorn, geez. Yeah, I don't know if I would uh, advise an 80-yard shot on any animal, personally. I'm trying to get closer, but yeah, will be 60 plenty of people like, to repeat that, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, which is cool if they're really confident. That's awesome. Yep. But, yeah, no, it's going to be sweet. Uh, another thing, oh, yeah, AbandonOutdoors.com. We have the merch. Dude, look at how sick that hat is. <laughs> yeah. It should be coming live tomorrow. Um, we got all kinds of t-shirts. We even got the abandoned for the outdoors Mariah's product line. There you go. Launching. There you She's go. Got a long sleeve and a hat for the wives. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Go check it out. And get some merch. And yeah, we're sitting here dog days of summer, but a lot of editing, a lot of training, getting ready, and we're pumped. Nick, yeah, fun. we'll be in the mountains soon. Coming very soon. So yeah. Appreciate well, you having me coming on time. We can unpack so much with this, dude. It's like, I know. I feel like you can talk about nutrition and fitness forever. But the main thing is, you know, and if you got a question, drop it. Drop it in the comments. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to see. Like I said, I'm not a professional. I just, it's empirical stuff that I've tested on my own body. He's not a professional, but if you look at his body, <laughs> I'm serious about this. At his it. age, he's, he's fit, man. Just trying to maintain, man. Just keep it. It's all maintenance in the end, so. Yeah, and mentally, he's able to do it every day, which is awesome. Just try, about try every day. Best. Just about yeah. every day. I shouldn't say every day. I, I, I leave it at, it's an hour. It's an hour. Like, my, my priming, my 15 to 20-minute mobility session to get my body primed, and then I've got a 30-minute window to execute something that's going to suck. Yeah. I know it's going to suck. I've already made up my mind. I program my own stuff. I want it to fucking suck. Yeah. Excuse my French, but no, that's, that's what I want to do because there's that environment's what you're going after. Yeah. If you're not chasing that, you might not be able to get that animal its way the hell over there bugling. Or you may not be able to... Right. Again, the, like yeah, you got to get it done testing, whenever so. it happens. So, for all sure. right, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do some hunting. Until next time, for sure.